Welcome to another episode of Two Guys, One Topic. I'm Ollie. And I'm Liam. Thank you for listening, everybody. We really appreciate it. So everyone knows the purpose of this pod is for us all to learn about new topics with the aim to be able to hold a conversation with anyone about anything. Yeah, we think this is a really useful skill for you to learn, um, something that you can use in tons of ways in your day-to-day life. It might be with your friends or with colleagues or in a taxi or with your in-laws. Um, and what we're going to do is we're going to cover, cover a ri- wide range of topics and hopefully introduce you to some new concepts, things, books that we think will be useful to learn. Sounds good. So everyone knows we are not experts in the subjects we cover. This is a summary of the research and reading that we have done. And then we like to pass on the best bits for you to know. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, Like we said, if we can just help a few people learn a little bit more about some of the topics we cover and be able to just talk about them for maybe five minutes, then that'd be great. Sounds good to me. Should we get started? Yeah, let's share some knowledge. So this week, I reckon we've got a good one going here, Ollie. This week, we will be discussing jokes. All right, everybody. So jokes this week. We've gone with a rather random topic. Um, Ollie, uh, we like to start each pod with what we know or claim to know about uh, about the thing we're talking about. So what do you reckon you knew about jokes before this week? <laughs> um, unfortunately, not enough, I don't think. I mean, I'm pretty sure everyone thinks they're funnier than what they are. I mean, for example, I'm hilarious. You ask anybody, they'll no, that's absolutely not true at all. I'm terrible at telling jokes. I either start laughing halfway through a joke that I'm telling, or I just forget the punchline before I get to the punchline. So yeah, I, I don't know very much about jokes and I'm not very good at telling them. How about yourself? Well, some of us were voted second funniest out of their year group in year 11. So <laughs> I actually have got hit. I've got previous at being funny. Was that funny to look at? Well, I don't, nobody knows what the vote was for. I was second funniest, though. And, uh, you know, hopefully the students I teach think I'm funny. But do I think I'm funny? No. Do I think I know how to tell jokes? Not really. And do I mess them up nine times out of ten? Absolutely. So uh, it, it turns out, well, I think you'll probably agree, there's a little bit more of a science to telling jokes than perhaps yes. the layman w- would understand, maybe. Yeah, so, I, I looked uh, into this a little bit about the science behind jokes, and it turns out that scientists aren't really any the wiser about what things really make us laugh. And it sort of makes sense. It's because there's so many different people with different personalities and what they're into. You can't really pin it on one thing, but there there were a couple of guys or led by a guy called Dr. Professor McGraw, who was a professor of psychology at the university of Colorado in Boulder. He came up with something called benign violation theory and there's a brilliant TED talk on this, which will do this justice if anybody wants to go and have a look at it. But it talks about if there's a benign situation, so something that's quite safe and happy and okay. And if you think of a Venn diagram, that's on the left. On the right-hand side, you've got a violation. So something that breaks the norm and breaks the rules. And then you merge the two things together to come up with a benign violation. So that could be something like somebody walking down a snowy road and then they slip on ice, they fall over and smash onto the floor. People find that funny. 
because something quite normal of walking down the road has been a violation that they've slipped over. But it goes as far that if somebody you know slipped over and hurts themselves, then it's not as funny. And if that person were to die, then you wouldn't find it funny. So it's finding that right balance within this Venn diagram about what this benign yeah. violation is. So yeah, there, there's some science, but it's not really conclusive. But jokes have been around for forever, haven't they? I mean, did you have a look into the history of it at all? Yeah, I didn't. Well, I, I got to be honest, I did try and watch that TED Talk. And I think you've done it more justice than than what I understood from the TED Talk. But <laughs> Thank um, you. I was trying to find out the history about jokes and things. And, and it turns out jokes have been around for thousands of years. And in 2008, there were a group of historians from the University of Wolverhampton who were tasked with trying to find out the oldest joke on earth that was actually written down. Okay. And they found one from somewhere around about 2000 BC, so 4,000 years ago, right? So this was written down and I'll tell it to you. And if you're listening to this on a bus or something, I expect you to laugh out loud at this. Okay, (laughs) here's the joke. Ready? And this is how good I am at telling jokes. Something which has never occurred since time immemorial. A young woman did not fart in her husband's lap. What is that about? (laughs) It's funny because I've got no idea what it's about. Is (laughs) is that a joke? And just quickly, the second oldest joke was found in ancient Egypt in about 1600 BC. And it went like this. How do you entertain a bored pharaoh? You sail a boatload of young women dressed only in fishing nets down the Nile and urge the pharaoh to go and catch a fish. Wow. That is I mean, top notch. I'm going to have to take a second to catch my breath on those. But yeah, so how long's joke's been around? 4,000 years. And, you know, even this one about farting, it's all still toilet humour has been around since forever. You know, that is literally 4,000 years old. So... So, you know, you looked into some science and, and I looked into some history, but I think we both bumbled into, there's quite a lot of information, I guess, or, or videos and articles and things. And they all say similar things about the jokes themselves and how to tell them. Yeah, definitely. That The how and, to tell bit is the, is the bit that, that transforms a joke completely. And I was reading, I think it's a bit of an arbitrary stat, but I've, I've sort of read along the same lines a couple of times that it's 90% in the delivery that makes a joke. So if you wanted to, okay. we could we could just go into talking about how to actually tell a joke and very, very simply yeah. what, what it's made up of and why it's good. Should we do that? Yeah, like I said, I, I read a, a few things and I watched a few things and, and they all came back to these same points. And when me and you were discussing the points we found, we basically matched up on what we'd found out. So I think it's, very, yeah, I thought it was really interesting just to, some some points about how to tell a joke. So you want to go first with with number one? Well, yeah, I, I was sort of the, the reason why jokes are good as well is is important. And part of the the thinking behind this pod that we're doing today is Jokes can be in important ways of either having icebreakers or if you're at meetings at work before the meeting starts, then maybe you can, you know, show a bit of your personality or get some people on side by having a little bit of humor. And so it's, it's important maybe that you just add a joke into your tool bag of if somebody ever says to you, tell us a joke, or if yeah. there's, you know, a situation where you might need it. I think it's, it's a really good skill yeah, to be able bring, to have. Bring- Bring some, is it levity is the word, you know, yeah. just, you know, in, in, into situations sometimes. So the first thing we found there was obviously talking about, you know, doing it in an interview or something is to know your audience. So if you're going to tell a joke, uh, make sure you know who you're in a room with, which should be obvious. But, um, you know, when you tell a joke, 
Our 20-year-olds going to laugh about the same thing 70-year-olds are going to laugh about. Our male is going to laugh about the same thing females are going to laugh about, that sort of thing. So but just before you tell the joke, just have a think, who is it I'm telling this joke to? That came out as, as number one. Yeah, number two is about choosing great material. So it's either, you know, just doing a little bit of research. We'll get onto some jokes a bit later, maybe making a note or remembering some of the ones that we tell. Who knows? But yeah, choosing great material and then seeing if if it's something from your own life or if you want to start jotting down things, things that are happening um, and then working on that material. Yeah. And similarly to that, I actually, I tell you what, I actually watched a video by Dom Jolly, um, the comedian on YouTube, just telling about how to tell a joke. And he mentioned about make sure you choose the right target of your joke who the punchline is about or what the punchline is about similar to knowing your audience make sure it's it's about something that the people that listen to the joke are gonna find funny i guess typically men like jokes that tend to be about women or women like jokes that tend to be about men and you know that sort of thing yeah so just knowing who your target of the joke is yeah that makes sense then it also goes on to say about having a, a realistic but exaggerated setup so jokes very much it's really important that you get the the setup or the premise of the joke correctly you know think about the foundation of the story this is the part where you you get people gripped into it and it's making sure that you can then add some realism so it, it sounds believable but it could be exaggerated in what it is that you you're saying yeah, and all of that builds up to essentially the last part of the joke itself is the punchline. So this is the the big reveal, the end of your joke, if you like. You want to maybe, and we'll talk about delivery in just a second, but just leave a second or two before you say the punchline, build up that little bit of anticipation. Everybody knows it's coming. Um, it, it's normally pretty sh- uh, short, probably some sort of surprise, and it should be the funniest part of the joke. And, you know, it sort of goes without saying that if you've got to explain the punchline, then that joke ain't a good one. So <laughs> no, exactly. You don't want to be, and then be doing moving that. On and it's, it's making the joke your own. So rather than just rehashing old jokes that you've heard before, maybe if you can then try and make it your own or try and make it relate or personalize it to yourself a little bit more, then it might be more believable or even more, more funny. Um, so if it's something that's related to your own life, then other people might find that even more funny. Yeah. And and, you know, we'll talk about the delivery in a sec. This is sort of one of those, you know, know your joke, you know, know where you're going with it, test it out, be comfortable with it, but, you know, not overly comfortable, um, comfortable that you just, you're, you're repeating it like a robot, that sort of thing, but know it, know where you're going, know what the lines are so that as you say the joke, you know, you don't stumble or bumble through it. Like I am trying to explain this. <laughs> <laughs> but if you, if you think about any of the, top comedians in the world it's just that confidence isn't it it's just how they they're able to talk about a situation they get you they get you gripped and they have amazing delivery so let's should we then talk about maybe how they then do this and and what it is that makes the delivery which is such an important part as we mentioned earlier a lot of comedians will have joke writers so somebody will write a joke for somebody yeah but they won't necessarily they won't be able to deliver it in anywhere near as funny a way as anybody else can, you know, Kevin Hart, whatever, Peter Kay, someone might, you know, and, and that's, they might write all their own jokes and I apologize if they do, but if they're listening to this, by all means, come on and let us know how it works. Um, <laughs> so one thing to do is to practice the rhythm of the joke. 
So, you know, the pace that you're going at, you know, the parts where you slow down and the parts where you speed up and you're building that tension towards what is a punchline, because it's essentially a story, you know, the same way you would tell a story to somebody, you might slow down bits and then speed up. And it's a, a part of it is the physical gestures that you make as well. So, you know, practice it, you know, how you're going to do it, I guess. Yep. And as part of that practice, you'll then become more relaxed and confident in the way that you're delivering it. And if you're certain about what you're delivering, then the audience will be more engaged. I mean, I don't know if anybody else has ever been to a small stand-up show where you've got some small-time comedians and they come on, they're really nervous, they don't get off to a good start, the crowd gets on their back and it all just falls apart. So being nice and relaxed and confident and when you're telling the jokes is the way to get the audience on side. That is, that is most definitely easier said than done, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Go and put yourself on stage and try and tell some jokes. Um, another thing to do, um, sort as you're delivering the joke, is to I've sort of mentioned it, is to vary your voice so you're not monotone. So this isn't just to do with speed, it's to do with your volume and the emphasis that you place on certain words as you tell it. Um, not, not exactly like you would, as I said, when you're telling a story to somebody. You know, you're, you're just trying to build it up and not sound so robotic um so it's engaging i guess so that it, it, you know that people will listen to you and the all important part of a punchline and just before you get to the punchline maybe just having a slight pause just to let the joke breathe and then hit them with the nice surprise punchline yep and and try not to laugh as you're telling it oh um, man that is this. something which i'm terrible at doing yeah, let the audience, so I'd I read that. Um, actually, another thing that's quite interesting, I, there's a website called masterclass.com and they've got celebrities or, or not necessarily celebrities, just people that are really, really good at stuff, teaching you how to do things. And one of them is a jokes one. And there's an article on there about how to tell a joke. And there's they've got Judd Apatow, Apatow, I think his name is, the director. Yep. Um, they've got all kind of like Penn and Teller teaching you magic and Hans Zimmer teaching you how to score a movie like you'd want to do that. But anyway, one of the things he, yeah, he says is to um, just let the audience pick up on the punchline. You know, you don't need to be laughing as you say it. Just say it, let them pick up on it, and it's much more organic and uh, it's funnier, I guess. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. And then the last one is bringing it all together and telling your joke with a smile or conveying the emotion of whatever it is that you're trying to achieve with that joke so if it's a funny situation obviously you know trying to build up the audience saying it with a smile if it's something that's quite sad then obviously having that you know sad situation to draw the audience in so yeah just conveying the emotion that you want to get across lovely um so that that sounds pretty easy right yeah right so that's the end of this pod (laughs) so there's only one thing left for it then i guess having described how jokes work and how to tell them, I guess we're probably going to have to tell a few. Oh Ollie. yeah. Yeah. I think you're probably right. Thoughts on that? I don't know. Uh, you know, me and Ollie fire back messages throughout the week about this. And uh, we've realized there's a few topics that, you know, jokes that classic jokes, if you like, that we could, that we could have found. And what we're going to do is we're going to tell a few each and hopefully some of our listeners are going to let us know who is the funniest <laughs> joke teller. And just for the record, we haven't written these. So credit no. goes to whoever we found these from online. Thank you very much. Yeah, right. absolutely. So, you know, we got like knock-knock jokes, dad jokes, man walks into a bar jokes, those sorts of things. And we're just going to go one for one. And hopefully if you're sitting on a bus somewhere, you're going to burst out laughing and someone's going to ask you why you're laughing. Fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah sounds Williams good. Joke. Right. Knock-knocks, Ollie. You give me a knock-knocker then. Let's go. Oh, okay, here we go. So what was it in, in the delivery? It was saying, be confident, 
have a pause <laughs> know what you're doing okay here we go okay knock 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 who's there wooden shoe wooden shoe who wouldn't you like to hear another joke no <laughs> i gotta say these are my favorite <laughs> okay 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 so i've got three in front of me i'm trying to work out which one to go with i'll okay. go with a silly one like yours knock knock who's there ida ida who i think it's pronounced idaho <laughs> <laughs> america <laughs> you live in america everybody you got any more knock knock who's there h h u oh, bless you oh for goodness <laughs> No, knock, knock. Who's there? Smell mop. Smell mop who? <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> oh, dear. All right, last one. Knock, knock. Who's there? Cows go. Cows go who? Silly. Cows go moo. Oh, I'll tell that to my three-year-old. He'll think that one's funny. Yeah. Knock, knock. Who's there? A little old lady. A little old lady who? I didn't know you could yodel. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Right. Next set of jokes. Next set of jokes. Hopefully, so, everyone, listeners, who was funnier on the knock-knocks there? And which one did you laugh out loud at? Make a note and then let us know. Yep. Right. What, okay. what should we do next, Liam? Should we do one-liners? Yeah, okay. One-liners, let's go. You go first. Okay. Thanks for explaining the word many to me. It means a lot. Yay. <laughs> Do you know, I looked out the window earlier and I saw two birds that were stuck together. I guess they must be Velcros. <laughs> I was um, just, this is not a joke, but when I was researching these, I found it so funny watching people telling the jokes. Yeah. Much funnier than when I was reading the jokes. It's so yeah. much funnier when someone else is cracking up. Here's the joke, though. Okay. I didn't really like my beard at first, but it's grew on me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this, this style, the one-liners, it's pretty, pretty punchy in the delivery, isn't it? Yeah, very short, super quick. Well, nice. I'll do one more, then. Um, this is one that you might like. Did you hear about the mathematician who's afraid of negative numbers? He'll stop at nothing to avoid them. Oh... I like it. I like it. That is a good one. That's a good one. All right. So, is there a way of making jokes funny, Ollie? I think there must be. Yeah, there absolutely is. So, what what they did is they introduced canned laughter, and it might be worth just saying why they introduced canned laughter. It came it came about in the 1950s. So, people have been going to the theatre or the cinema and watching things all together. And there's a bit of the science behind if other people laugh, then you find it funnier as well. So they realized that if they add in laughter to the TV, because TVs were new to people at home on their own, then they would enjoy it more if they were laughing. Um, And there was also, there was a, a famous sound engineer at the time who realized that people were laughing at the wrong parts or they were laughing at jokes longer than what they wanted them to. And it maybe okay. wasn't helping the recording that was going on. So yeah, yeah. so canned laughter is is a really powerful thing to use to make make a situation funnier. All right, so so we've got some queued up, do we not? Yes, we do. 
so that we can see whether or not these jokes are funnier when we've got this pretend laughing track going in the background. So have you got it ready there? Yeah, I do. So we're going to tell a few more jokes. Yeah, so using the canned laughter then, you're going to play the canned laughter track as we tell some jokes and we're going to see whether or not this makes it funnier or not. All right, and I, should we try some dad jokes, some, uh, you know, the typically, um, they're almost one-liners as well, but they're typically much more cheesy, corny, and generally sort of make you groan more than laugh. Yep. But if we bang on a, a, a laughter track, these might actually be funny. Yeah, sounds good. Go on, you go first then. All right. What's orange and sounds like parrot? No idea. Carrot. <laughs> Hilarious. That was, yeah, that was right on time, that one, Ollie. Try again. Try again. We're well professional. If you think swimming with dolphins is expensive, you should try swimming with sharks. It cost me an arm and a leg. <laughs> Right. <laughs> the crowd liked that one, you can tell. Yeah, they loved that one. Okay. Here you go. Right. Settle down, everybody. Settle down. Let me hit you with one. Let's see if Ollie can time this up a little bit better. Right. Another joke. Lance isn't that common a name these days, but in medieval times, they were called Lance a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good old dad joke. Yeah, like you say, they're, they're normally a yeah, a bit longer than a one-liner, quite short, and um, yeah, maybe a little yeah, bit cringy. They groan, don't they? It's like, yeah. it's not really a laugh as a, as a, oh God, dad. Yeah. What is the leading cause of dry skin? Don't know. Towels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have, I have got a joke about paper. Oh, no, nah, never mind, it's terrible. <laughs> uh, so I've got one last one here for you I asked my boss what I should do with all this bubble wrap I had six metres worth of bubble wrap that I need to get rid of he said just pop it in the corner took me four flipping hours <laughs> I like that one I like that one <laughs> Nice. Right, we can't we can't just tell jokes for a whole pod. Else, well, I suppose we could. If people want us, if people want to do jokes part two and they want to just throw some more jokes out, you let us know. We will do that because we are going to do a listeners' choice episode. So if the votes come in that we got to do jokes again, then that's what we'll do. I got no problem with it. But yeah. Ollie, have you got a two guys one topic takeaway for this week? Yes, I have. So it's hopefully you've seen from us today that you can be hilarious with telling jokes. And if anybody, if you quite like telling jokes or you think you've got a knack for it, don't let anybody deter you. Stay confident with it. And it could actually forge you a, a successful career. I mean, if looking at the highest earning stand-up comedian of 2019, so I know we're in 2021, but 2019 was Kevin Hart. And he managed to earn $59 million dollars. Just from being funny and telling jokes. Just from being funny and telling some jokes, it can make you a serious living. How about yourself, Liam? What's your two guys, one topic takeaway? 
Right, this is one of my best ones I think I've got so far. We've all heard of the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Okay, it's a huge festival in Edinburgh, obviously. Yeah. Comedy over, uh, like, I don't know what it is, a month or something, weeks or something. Anyway, it's the third most ticketed event in the whole world behind only the Olympic Games and the Football World Cup. In 2017, they sold nearly 2.7 million tickets. Wow. That is incredible. Yeah, that's like any other event in the world, bar the Olympics and the Football World Cup, Edinburgh Fringe Festival sells more tickets. That is that is unbelievable. Oh, nice. I like that. That's really good. Did you look into anything about the Edinburgh Fringe Festival? Do you know much about it? Um, well, I did start reading about it just in, in, you know, we always talk about, we just read about what our topic is. And this came up as I was looking at jokes. Um, I, I can tell you why it's called the Fringe Festival. In 1947, they had an Edinburgh International Festival, but there were eight performing groups who were uninvited. So what they did is they turned up to this festival in Edinburgh and just performed their stuff, I guess it was comedy, on the fringes of the official festival because they weren't invited to it. And then that became more popular than the festival itself. Uh-huh. And it ended up becoming called the Edinburgh Fringe, which is why their whole thing's about like anybody can turn up and perform, whereas originally yeah. it was just these invited groups. Now it's just literally everybody. Amazing. Yeah. And um, hey, that's, yeah, uh, yeah. that's really good. Yeah, it's somewhere where I'd like to, to go one day. Yeah, they do. Um, they perform everywhere, don't they? Because, you know, anywhere in Edinburgh becomes a, a, um, a comedy club, I guess. You know, like football stadiums, tunnels, swimming pools. Even just like the corner of the street, they'll perform on, won't they? Yeah. Every year they, um, they, they vote for the best joke, don't they? They have the Dave best joke of the comedy of the Fringe Festival. And uh, I've got a few written down if you want me to just fire the last couple of jokes to finish off. It's a pretty prestigious award now, isn't it? Of them, um, of them coming up with the, the best joke. I've got the one from 2019, which from a which was from a Swedish comedian called Olaf Falafel. And his one was, I keep randomly shouting out broccoli and cauliflower. I think I might have Tourette's. No, you plonker. It's Florets. Hang on. <laughs> Joke is Florets. Don't edit this out. Leave this in. <laughs> I keep I keep. I was trying to get the canned laughter lined up and I've clicked on the wrong thing. I keep on randomly shouting out broccoli and cauliflower. I think I might have florets. <laughs> Pretty good one-liner that, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a, that was a really good one. There's some other ones. Um, I've got a list here. I think from 2009, Dan Antopolsky, Hedgehogs. Why can't they just share the hedge? <laughs> anyway, right, we can be doing this all day. So, what? Anything you've got that you thought about this week's pod, Ollie? Well, that's laughing away behind us. I think telling jokes is pretty hard, but it's something that can be worked at. So, I think with a bit more practice, and sort of understanding that structure and just a bit more thought behind, you know, how and why it works. I think I, I could get better at doing it. And I'm definitely going to make sure that I've got one up my sleeve for when I'm in a situation and I get sprung upon me just to tell a joke. How about yourself? Yep, absolutely agree. It's still impossible to tell jokes. Doesn't matter what I've read. 
I'm not sure I'm going to be very good at it, but you can practice it. You know, there is, there is a, a process behind it. And if you've got a good joke, you know, you can learn how to tell the joke better um, and be funnier with it. And like you said, if you can just have one, you know, quite often you might need a joke just to throw out there and it's quite useful to have, I guess. Um, yeah. So hopefully we've shared some knowledge today. Uh, thank you very much, everybody, for listening. I'm off to go and grow some facial hair above my top lip. Mustache. <laughs> I didn't think we were going to do that. Bye, everybody. See you next week with a new topic. <laughs>、right, everybody. Thanks for listening to this week's hilarious podcast about jokes. If you've got any jokes of your own that you'd like us to have a stab at saying, by all means, fire them our way.、Um, likewise, if you'd like to let us know who you thought was funnier in this week's pod, then do so as well. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter,、um, at Two Guys One Topic. We will be back next week with a new topic that we've spent the week researching, and we will share you some knowledge then. Thank you very much.